0: Hey, Word of Life, Pastor Nick here. As you are hunkering down and staying warm during this uh, storm and blizzard and crazy weather we're having here a few days before Christmas, or maybe you're getting ready to celebrate the holiday with family and friends, we invite you to take a re-listen or maybe a first listen to these awesome interviews that we did in December of 2020. These interviews come from folks who, who now worship across all three of our campuses here at Word of Life, LeSueur, New Prague, and online. I hope that you are encouraged and have a great time listening to these episodes. We can't wait to see you all this Saturday in New Prague at 4, in LeSueur at 6, for Christmas Eve services, and on Sunday morning, 9 o'clock in New Prague, and 10.30 in LeSueur, celebrating Christmas Day.
1: Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, a ministry of Word of Life Church, located in LeSueur, Minnesota from sermon audio to midweek content, and much more. We hope you are blessed by what you hear. For more information or to donate, please visit wordoflifemn.com. Now, enjoy this week's episode. This is what I'll say. We have done no Christmas decorating yet whatsoever, and and that is, uh, that's more of a... Uh something that i would love to be doing and we just have not gotten the habit of doing it in fact joanne and i just talked last night why do we not have more christmas lights at our house <laughs> i love christmas lights and yet we have none of them on the outside of our house and so i know in the years coming up we will be getting more but well, he's got he's got christmas lights already out
2: i don't yeah but Are I you figured going that... to well I, I am probably the least Christmassy pastor th- who exists. Okay. Like, I, r- I, r- I don't remember the last time we've, we decorated, like, for Christmas. We'll put up a couple of things around the house. At the tops. I mean, honestly, like, we regularly don't get our Christmas tree up until Christmas Eve. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> now, he's the one you should be saying <laughs> the question that just gave to Renee. Because Renee's on staff here, so she knows more of the little Christmas tree antics than probably Oh, yeah. So do
0: you know that the Langs once had the youth room... Christmas tree as their tree for Christmas. I did not know that. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Following throughout following
2: a Christmas Eve service, <laughs> I drove my car around the back of the church, and Doug and I threw it at the awesome. back so that, that is we awesome. Daddy's home the tree. That is, that is using
1: our resources wisely. Is what it is. I love, I love it. Well,
0: I, you know, both both you and I, I know that we listened to KFAN a little bit in yep. the morning. In the spirit of that, I was looking at. Christmas inflatables on Amazon. Of yesterday. course. Yep. I mean maybe I found the right thing for your house. <laughs> okay.
1: Because, you know I might agree, my wife might not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you
0: know, as our listeners know, you know, um you and Joanna live in a palatial estate. Something like just that. Just outside of town here. <laughs> yep. Um but I found a twenty foot tall santa claus inflatable i love it and we'd set up your house to be perfect i
1: love the ridiculousness of it. that's what i love like. i mean the pom-pom on that said head is probably around the peak of your <laughs> right. house it probably you probably yep.
0: peering into your yep.
1: nothing would be better than that
2: yep. <laughs> Now, now I really think setting it up, (laughs) straddling the house
1: would be like the pro move. But, you know, I'm just just imagining that thing not facing out, but facing into our house. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes.
2: Absolutely. It's like Transformers (laughs) go Santa. (laughs) Oh, man. So, well, hey,
0: uh, listeners, this week on the Word of Life podcast, uh, as we are in our midweek Advent series, uh, I am very excited uh, to be joined by jared ronigan jared welcome to the show hi everyone
1: thanks for having me jared why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself well i am uh, as you already heard i am married to joanna ronigan my wife of almost 10 years now we've got two little ones louisa and audrey um i am a the shop teacher one of the shop teachers up at the high school uh, i teach five different classes to anywhere from eighth graders to seniors everything in between um, I love doing my job. I'm not actually an industrial tech teacher originally. I was a biology teacher and just kind of got moved into the job. I, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I had my biology teaching degree originally, got hired to teach math and science up at the high school with the, well, with the alternative school. The current shop teacher left, and the principal knew that I had a background in working with my hands, and, he's, uh, and he just asked me, hey, I'm having a hard time filling this job. Would you care to slide on over into this? And I thought, yeah, sure, why not? I could figure it out. And, and, and that was probably a little bit naive of me. Um, <laughs> I had never done a lot of the things that I was now going to be teaching. <laughs> I still remember I had power tools class. And the next day I had to teach kids how to use a wood lathe. And that meant I stayed after school and watched videos and learned how to use a wood lathe so I could properly and safely show kids the next day how to use it and pretend to look like an expert in this. And so, so yeah, there was a lot of things like that, figuring it out as I went. But I tell you what, I've been doing it for seven years now. Absolutely love it. That's Absolutely awesome. love it.
0: Now, Jay, do you know, so not only is Jared shop teacher and that he's got a degree in biology, but... St- now, I don't know if you have, the, if you finished the program, but do you know that he studied auto body as well?
1: Really? Yeah. A- and that's, and that's the, the working with my hands background that he okay. knew about from my yeah, resume okay. at that point is I also have a degree in auto body repair. A, a degree, degree in yes. auto body repair. I went to college for two years and got the degree and, and worked in a body shop for two years fixing cars that I were in collision. no idea. Yep. Jared actually went.
0: To the Harvard auto body <laughs> programs, North Dakota State College of, of, of Science. science. Yep. Yeah, go, yep. go Wildcats. That's right. That's right. Go, right. go Wildcats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm one of those people that has like eight or nine years of college education and is not a doctor. So. <laughs> <laughs> Man, missed well-rounded. I guess. <laughs> now I
2: do know that Nick often refers to UF's family. Yes. Uh, how does the yeah how does that work is there like you know in our
0: our household he is affectionately known as uncle jared yeah
1: yeah so so nick nick and i i mean we met working at inspiration point bible camp that's where joanna and i also met um it's through that that nick and Brittany met i suppose so um and, and really nick was was working in sioux falls south dakota while Joanna was going to college in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, right. at the time that Joanna and I were dating, yeah. so I would come visit Joanna. Hey, Nick, you live there. I'll stay with you on the weekends. <laughs> and so, like, that was really when Nick and I became friends outside of camp. Gotcha. And then Nick and Joanna were hanging out, and he would cook meals for the, these girls all the time. And you know, once, and and we've just stayed friends ever since. And and you know. <laughs> We all got married. We stayed friends. And now that Nick's got kids, we became godparents to all three of their children. That's so uh, cool. It's been a wonderful privilege to be able to pray for them and, and our families be, be close. When, so I,
0: when I moved to Sioux Falls, um, that was my first full-time youth ministry job. Um, I had inherited – so my, my great-grandfather had just passed away. Um, my his wife had passed away 17 years before, so he, he had kind of lived as a, I guess, as a bachelor the last, you know, right. couple decades of his life. And I didn't have any furniture, so I inherited <laughs> all of my 87 year old <laughs> great grandfather's furniture. But one of the things I inherited was this really large yellow, I guess, you know, couch is too informal. Davenport. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it was. It was a very, very long couch, extra long, but it was perfect for
1: Jared. I'm not short. For those of you who can't see me and maybe don't know, I'm not a short individual.
0: But one of my favorite stories of when Jared came to visit is, so I lived in this apartment by myself, and um, I don't know if Jared remembers this, but I I had goldfish, and uh, I'd never owned fish before, and I learned a lot of lessons, and one of them was a normal... like. When you think of like a a fish bowl. Yeah. That's really meant for like one fish. Right. But I had four fish in that (laughs) fish bowl. (laughs) I didn't have the heart to kill the fish or anything. (laughs) So what I had to do is I had to clean out and change that bowl every day.
2: Yep. Every day? Every
0: day. And so I would move my fish into little drinking glasses and get out and wash the bowl and and wash the pebbles and get them all back. It was a whole process. But anyway, it was one of the first times Jared had come to stay over. And normally I would have dumped it into my uh, toilet in my bathroom. But Jared and I were having this really nice conversation, so I didn't want to stop that. So I thought, well, I'll just clean it in my kitchen sink. So went through the whole process, and then I thought, oh, no, I have a bunch of fish poop film in my kitchen sink. Well, this is what I thought was, what do you use at your home to clean out the poop receptacle? <laughs> toilet, bowl the toilet bowl cleaner.
2: The toilet bowl cleaner. Yeah, right,
0: right. So I thought, well, this will work perfect. So I went and got my bottle of toilet bowl cleaner, and in my stainless steel sink— I sprayed all this toilet bowl cleaner in there and let it sit for a minute. And uh, <laughs> what it had done is it stripped the finish that's off. <laughs> oh! <old. laughs>
2: yeah, so it was... Uh, um, so you didn't get your full deposit. Yeah, we lost right? the deposit. I do remember that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I do. Well, we're leading up to Christmas, and so if, if we're leading up to Christmas and having, having these conversations, of course we have to ask you, what is your favorite christmas memory
1: well my favorite christmas memory um it i don't know if it's a favorite it's just the thing that i always think of when people ask me about this and that is that my mother stole my christmas joy when i was a child Uh. and she also stole the joy of both of my brothers And we are convinced that she had children to steal our Christmas joy because she has five times the amount of Christmas spirit that any other normal human being would have, which I think just kind of got us a little soured to how overdone it always was. And thus we didn't have it. And so you could come to our house. And I mean, my mom has totes. And totes and totes of Christmas decorations. And it's this whole thing. There isn't a square inch of her house that isn't decorated with Christmas <laughs> stuff. And it was just always a bit much. So so we are always just a little bit grinchy when it came to Christmas spirit kind sure. of stuff. I've gotten over that as I've gotten older and out of the house, frankly. Um, I will say this. I, I, I was talking about lights a little bit earlier. Christmas lights are the one thing that I have always loved about Christmas. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the squirrel in me that likes the shiny, flashy things, but um, I've always liked Christmas lights. And, and, and at one point in my, in my life, would keep Christmas lights up in my bedroom year-round just because I liked the look. Well, I'm glad that we rolled out the red carpet for you uh, by, uh, <laughs> yeah. by decorating with some Christmas yes, lights. it just looks very you. nice in your office.
2: <laughs>
1: we'll be right back to our episode, but first, here's some show and tell.
2: Here's what's really cool. I've gotten a couple of uh, questions about the uh, the mustache. You yeah. Know? Questions about mustache. like, is that like a new thing? Is that a thing that's going to stay on your face? And um, I love getting questions about the mustache because it allows me to uh, represent Movember. Yes, uh, every every November I go Movember. Got this hat from my brother as a, as a gift and uh, do a little fundraising for Movember so uh, to bring uh, awareness to men's health issues I have a good friend who lost a testicle This, this is a church
0: podcast this is a church podcast but I want you to know
2: men have a hard time talking about their health issues and and so if I can grow a mo and help a bro That's my line for Movember. Grow a Moe, help a bro. So, you
0: know, I'm I'm guessing, Jay, what a lot of folks here at church are probably... The first question is, what does Heidi think of the mustache?
2: (laughs) Um, Heidi was uh, initially asking, how long is that thing going to stay on your face? But recently, she actually kind of has come around to it. She's like, I've just realized that... Um, there is no predicting what happens with the hair on your face. And uh, and so she's kind of... I, I can't say that she likes it, but she has grown very accustomed to it. Yeah. So
0: I, I think you and I are probably similar this way of when people expect us to have a certain haircut or facial hair or whatever, we we like to do the opposite.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, some time ago, um, uh, I had a massive beard um, and a certain pertinent person at church uh she kept asking me when i was going to cut my beard off because in her words i looked homeless um and uh, and i finally had to tell her i said well i well i can't cut it off now yeah <laughs> and she's like why and i'm like because then, if I cut it off now, I'm doing it because you said so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so.
0: So, if you really don't like, uh, yeah, if you don't really like Jay's facial hair, don't acknowledge it. That's right. And then, we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens.
2: Unless you're a guy and you want to talk about some men's health issues, and I am serious about that. Yeah, I really, I it's it's not just physical health issues, but men also really struggle to talk about mental emotional health, and I find that the the guys over at Movember have done a great job of highlighting. Um, mental emotional health as, as part of um, you, you know what they're seeking to get out there in the public and talk about so
0: i and and we should say you know as uh you know we didn't, we're not we not we're not sponsored by movember no nope. this is a, this is our show and tell segment here and uh and so this is just stuff that we are uh we like we're passionate about or uh caught our interest this week and and it's movember so we'll put all of the details in the in the description below send some links over that way um how long have you been doing uh mo- how long have you been growing mustache for movember
2: i've been doing uh movember for five years i think okay. i think five years you
0: yep. good and Doug's doing it too.
2: Doug's got, <laughs> Doug's got a sweet stash going. He's got out.
0: that like Raleigh fingers kind of waxed. Uh... You
2: know, he did. Uh, so he used to have the full handlebar. Yeah. Um, I think he did that last year for November. This year, he grew a beard, and then he's been progressively cutting it back and changing his mustache every week. <laughs> so every week a new mo. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, there you go. That was. Uh, that was our show-and-tell
0: segment, and uh, and now we'll uh, get back to the episode.
2: Well, this Advent, we are focusing on the major themes, um, you know, basically the themes from an Advent wreath. Um, hope, peace, joy, love, and Christ.
1: Do you have a favorite? You know, normally I would say, I would definitely say peace, um, because peace Peace, to me, um, has this sense of stability. Uh, um, and that's, I don't like highs and lows of things. I I, try, I don't usually get worked up over things, good or bad. I I try to stay just kind of as even-keeled as possible. And, and having peace sort of, to me, gives this sense of groundedness, I guess, um, that whether high, you know, good or bad, when you have peace about something, you know you're taking care of in the bad. You know even the good stuff, it's helpful, but it's going to go away, and, and you're just a little bit more stable. And I just feel like that fits with my personality best, I guess. Well, that's too bad, because you're talking about hope. You're, you're right. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and as I saw that, though, you know, even hope— you know, one of, the, one of the things that immediately I don't love about the thought of hope is when, when people say hope, there's this sense of like, what's now is not good, but I have hope for something better. And it's this reminder of what's right now not being necessarily what we want. Um, but also when I'm thinking about hope, there's a difference between hope in the sense that I'm wishing for something Right. And a hope of a guarantee. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can wish for a PlayStation at Christmas, but it's different when somebody tells you you're getting a PlayStation at Christmas. I, I can hope I'm getting a PlayStation. Yeah. But when I have that guarantee, that's a whole different kind of hope now. I am right anticipating on. I am getting ready for it. And then when they tell me that that PlayStation is never going to break down and I have infinite games forever for the rest of eternity, <laughs> well, you can see where that analogy is going. But that, you know, the hope that we have in Christ right. is a guarantee. It's not just wishful thinking. Right, And so that's where it intersects with peace.
0: You know, hope, uh, right. I think you're right where it's got um, almost these... Uh, these complicated definitions because when, when i hear hope it, initially as like a vikings fan <laughs> there, there's a lot of uh, like deflated hope yes. or like, uh, um, you know unrequited hope yep. i guess you know. so um, no i love what you're saying there about yeah it's uh yeah it's not, it, ain't, it ain't a wish mm-hmm. no
2: uh, i immediately thought of hebrews 11 1 now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. That's the kind of hope that you're yes. talking about, where it's not a wish. Right. You know, the assurance of things
1: hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Right. It's, and, it's a wish, but it's the assurance. That's the, the guarantee assurance. that comes with that. Yes. That, that, that gives you the sense of stability, that sense of peace and, and hope in the anticipation sense.
2: Well, it is the midweek Advent podcast on our, uh, and, and so we're going to dig into our Sunday Advent text. And this uh, this week, we are discussing Luke, um, and so it's Luke one, five through twenty five, and uh, we'll just dig into some scripture, and then we can then we can talk about it. Sounds great. In the days of Herod, king of Judea. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before them in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and uh, the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I'm an old man. My wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place. Because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah. to take away my reproach from among the people. Here ends the reading of God's word. I, uh, I love this passage. I totally dig it. I'm not sure. I we, we, I'm not sure what would happen for you. How would you react if an angel popped into school during class or into the teacher's lounge to give you a message from God?
1: I have no idea. Um, (laughs) But I can honestly say, probably not a lot different than Zechariah <laughs> Not a lot. Um, he was a little speechless, also. Yeah. Uh, before and after. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I, it, whether it's in front of people or I, you know I was going to say right now it might be nice because I'm teaching without anybody at school, <laughs> so <laughs> I might be nice. It might be nice to have a visitor, but um, but yeah, I, you know, especially when he's talking about something that you've thought for so long that you would getting a child and and not had that answered right you know i mean i zechariah has been wanting a child for so long that you know i have to imagine that they had just given up on it completely and so then when all of a sudden this comes and you're being told like no if it was god's plan why would you not have given me a kid sooner why are you waiting until I can't do anything? Because I'm so old, <laughs> you know. Like he, he's
2: nice. He says I'm an old man, and he's really nice to his wife. He says, <laughs> and my wife
1: is advanced, didn't you? Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so those are the like I understand that you know, and I don't know what his heart is in this. That you know, I, I always find it interesting because we we only see so much of the story in Scripture, right? When when Gideon questions the Lord. He says, let me lay out my wool and you can have dew fall on the wool and not on the threshing floor. And then it happens. And he goes, but but one more time, the next day I'm going to, I want the dew on the floor and not on the wool." And God still does it. And then here Zechariah goes, what? Nope, you're not talking for months. That's Right. right. It, I, you know, so I don't know why God chooses. To, it we does seem a little unfair. It, it, but, you know, so I I don't know if there's something going on in Zechariah's heart at that point that maybe he had given up on it so much that he was maybe even upset at this idea. And that that, you know, I don't know those kinds of things. And I don't know if we can know it. But I, when was the last? I mean, if he's
2: if he's at the point where he's considering himself an old man, mm-hmm. I'm I guess I'm and I'm going off off book on this one how long ago did he stop praying for a kid how long ago did it kind of be like yo i haven't prayed that prayer for a really long time <laughs> you know like now it gets answered mm-hmm. i i i think for me at least like man i guess i would not put myself into old man age yet but i haven't prayed for a kid for a really long time mm-hmm. and i think that if if by some miracle Um, you know, I got home today and Heidi said, congratulations. (laughs) We're having another kiddo. I'm not in, I am not convinced I would embrace that moment with joy.
1: Sure. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Eventually you would, but not. Eventually literally. I would, yeah, but absolutely. not at the yeah. moment. I don't. Yeah. I really don't think so. Why? Because like, honestly, like I'm. I'm all my kids are like adults mm-hmm. now. I, I'm pretty settled into a groove in a sense, and um, and part of that settled into the groove is my own selfishness. Sure. You know, but when you look at it and you say, "Holy cow, hasn't prayed this prayer for a really long time," I
1: wonder when he prayed last time right. like that. I and, don't and, know. You know, I mean, it. Perfect transparency here. Joanna and I struggled with infertility for a couple of years. And and so we prayed this prayer. And the Lord was good to us and answered that prayer a couple of years later. And we felt like it was an eternity. I cannot Mm. imagine. You know, two and a half years felt like so long. I cannot imagine if you are not having children year after year after a year and never get them and then eventually you give up and still for years never have a child that sense of of being lost in this of it never coming true and and, and just the unbelief that would come even you know and an angel coming <laughs> before you you still have that sense of this has been your, for the lack of a better term your entire life as an adult right. yeah. that this has not been there so so I have a hard time accusing Zechariah of not being faithful I would not be either right because I mean honestly like I've prayed for things for
2: for long periods of time mm-hmm. and then well, actually this is kind of weird I hadn't thought about it until this moment um, ages ago we prayed you know for not op- that if an opportunity uh, to to pastor or work at a church uh, in Minnesota came came along we would say yes Um, and and there's a a lot of family you know you know kind of dynamics that that played into that Uh, and but you know we prayed that prayer a long time ago we stopped praying that prayer uh, not quite as a long time ago (laughs) Uh, you know and 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 then when the opportunity to you know to come to to Lesur and work with Word of life came um it it took a little while to remember oh oh i i prayed for this yeah ah so it's really not up to me <laughs> <laughs> what happens and it was it was really interesting to to pray for something and then go for a period of time without praying for it and then all of a sudden the the answer comes along, mm-hmm. not exactly at the time when I was looking for it. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know how did how did that how did that prayer time, and uh, and the arrival of children how did that intersect, you know, in
1: in your lives? Um, you know, it it was always different for me than it was for Joanna because she she was ready to have kids as soon as we got married. And I wasn't. And that's that's a process that couples go through about yeah. com- you yeah. know figuring that out. And, and then we got to that, that time where we were ready to start trying to have kids, and, and then it didn't happen. And, and there was certainly some questioning like, oh, no, did we wait too long to start? Okay. You know? Um, and, and I don't think that ever became a serious issue for us, but it's something you have to think of is, is just the timing of this. Like, we just thought, oh, yeah, you start trying to have kids, and then you have kids. Oh wait, there's more to it than that, you know. Doesn't and, always and, work that way, right? And, and and I mean, we certainly have great friends who who are still dealing with infertility, and so the one thing that I was always and, and and in many other cases than just this, I've I've been blessed with is a gift of having faith that the Lord's timing is right, and so. I always knew if we're not having kids now, it's because we're not supposed to be having kids now, and that's a hard thing to tell your wife who really wants to have kids right, right. <laughs> um, but but I was able to communicate that in a way with her that was still able to put her at ease about things at times. Um, I, I tried not to just tell her this is what I'm thinking, but tried to. Refer to scriptures on things and having faith that the Lord's timing is right. You know, and, and this is unrelated to having kids, but it's a timing thing. When we were looking to move out of Lesur to a new house, we were starting, you know, we weren't ready to move yet, but we were starting the process of looking at houses. And Joanna, in the same vein, was looking at places and and, and nothing was the right place for us. And we would look for months and months. And again, we're, we weren't actively looking. We were just right. kind of Picture shop, you know, sure. or window shopping. Yeah. And, and, and there wasn't anything available that was what we would want. she, you know, she said to me once, she's like, I'm kind of discouraged. I don't know. And I said, you know, the thing is, it makes sense that what we want isn't there because we're not ready to move right now. When we're ready to move, that's when the Lord's going to make the house available. And she thought about it and was like, I guess that makes sense. But it's hard to see that right now when we're looking. And sure enough, right when I was about a month away from finishing the project on the house, all of a sudden this one showed up. And we looked at it and we were like, we didn't even think we were ready for it. But there it is. And we looked at our finances and we looked at our and everything looked like it was aligning. And we went, holy cow, this is God's plan right now, you know, And and, and there it was. And. It worked. We sold our house. We moved out here. We moved in with our in-laws, who we absolutely love living with. It just worked out perfectly, and I and and God's timing is like that. It is perfect, whether we see that or not. His timing is always perfect, and so Zechariah is looking at this, and he's going, "This doesn't make any sense," and yet in God's timing, it was exactly when it needed to happen. Right,
0: and and I want to speak to that too because I think. Um, If you've dealt with infertility or other, just other issues in your life, things that you're waiting for the Lord to move on, I think, um, I think in a lot of, even in a lot of Christianity, where maybe what we preach at Word of Life and, and is, finds itself more in paradox, is that it's easy to be tempted to think, what am I doing wrong? Right. Yep. Why, why is the Lord not blessing me? Yes. What do I need to change about my life? Mm-hmm. And that's speaking to uh, what you're saying about the Lord's timing. There's no rushing the Lord's timing yes. either. Yes, um, yep. That he, he loved you guys the same then as he does now. Yep. Um, I think that's really important to know because I think that um, in that spiral of fear and anxiety and depression about those situations those are the thoughts that we run to most quickly
1: yeah
2: and when you think about it you know there are some there are some things that can be explained and then there are other hopes and dreams that can't be explained and so if the Lord had picked out had chosen Mary which he did yep to be the the mother of our Lord Jesus God, perfect God's perfect timing was maybe even waiting for Mary to be old enough to bear a child. Right. I mean, it, it, she's a young virgin. In, you know. I mean, it seems like in a, in a sense, like God could say, "Listen." You're getting it as soon as it's possible. (gasps) Like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't have moved any faster. She needed a little time, you know, just to get to a point where she could bear a child. I mean, if you look at all of the timing and stuff like that, because, you know, God did appoint John to be the forerunner in this, to to raise up in the spirit of Elijah, to call, you know, people and to, to prepare the way of the Lord. And then his cousin, you know, to be, you know, or earthly cousin to be. The savior of the world, um, and, and and those two roles do go hand in hand, and and God's timing in that was all completely perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. And what? sometimes He lets us see that, and sometimes He doesn't. Sometimes He does and, and that's that's where our faith has to sustain us, and where He can say, "You know what? This time I'm going to show you." And, and and He's shown me enough times that His timing is good, that it allows me to have faith in the times that I can't see it. Uh, even as hard as that can be um, and
0: yeah. well and to bring it back full circle then to what you had said at the beginning about hope um, not being it's not a foolish hope it's not a, yes. a anything like that it, it's a secure hope yeah and and that's what you're speaking to right now of the um, it, it's it's Ebenezer God has been with us thus far mm-hmm.
2: yeah. and it and the hope is in god yes the one who holds it all in his hand the the one whose you know desire is for our our good you you know and and so for if our hope is being placed in god who who loves us who cares for us then then our hope you know is in, in a place of assurance yes because he is faithful you know and 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 so that's not the problem and at the same time, the problem is also not like, what am I doing wrong, you know, the, other than maybe being a little too anxious you know, <laughs> right, yeah. about things not happening the way I want it to. And so we, we look at hope and we look at hearing the answer, you know, to God's prayers. What, what would you say to someone, well, maybe right now there's somebody who's struggling with um, not receiving what they're hoping for, whether that may be um, a child or whether it may be a home like you've already experienced. There's a, there's a, there's a long list of things that people are hoping for. And, um, you know, what, I, I, as you hear God's word and as you, you know, have grown in, in faith, what, what's something that you would say to help those who
1: are still hoping? our hope is found in christ jesus alone our hope is not in having children our hope is not in having a house um those are blessings um but at the end of the day when everything is stripped away we still have christ and that can never be taken away christ has told us it is not going to be easy in this world and and Part I get, you know, part of what I try to remind myself is I don't deserve anything I've been given. And so if there's anything that bad that comes my direction, I'm a selfish little sinner just like ever the rest of you guys are. Um, And and God can give and God can take away and that is his right to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, He is still God. And he has told me. He's my, I'm his child, and he is going to, you know, he he has promised, you know, you, I I feed the birds of the air, I clothe the, the flowers of the field. How much more do I care about you than them? I will take care of you. I will give you everything you need. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all of these other things will be added unto you. So if I'm focused on the things, I'm probably not focused on God. I need to be focused on Him first. And the other things in his time will come yeah. if it is his will, yeah. and if it's not, I didn't need it anyway. There you go it's in christ yeah that's that's what hope's all about
2: and and as we you know celebrate and focus on hope uh, you know during advent as we're leading up to Christ, there is an aspect of advent that looks forward to the second coming of Christ as well mm-hmm. uh, that, that our hope um, our hope is in not just Christ coming as a, as a baby our hope is, is, is in Christ as our Lord and Savior but it is also found in that His promise that I'm coming back and so whether it is today in our, in our daily needs, wants, things like that our hope is in Christ or if it's tomorrow and the uncertainty of what will happen there is one thing that we can be certain of and that is Christ is coming back and he's gone to prepare a place for us and it is good man so we have hope yeah as followers of Jesus Christ we have hope it's just not in our stuff right it's in him
0: mm-hmm so jared yes sir before we wrap up today um there's one more thing left to do okay all right um all of our advent guests they've entered you know uh uh they've entered the spin zone (laughs) they've entered they've sat on the hot seat (laughs) (laughs) it's now time for the christmas blitz are you ready Man. Okay. <laughs> so <all laughs> right. I got a couple a couple of Christmas-related questions for you. This or that, okay? Okay. First thing that comes to your mind, and then if you have a little story or detail you want to add, please do, okay? okay.
1: All right. First off, Elf or Home Alone? Home Alone. Ooh. Definitely Home Alone. And why Home Alone? <laughs> um, elf is just a newer one. Home Alone is from when I was younger, and at, at the time it was... Oh man, I want to be left home alone. (laughs) Okay, there are some hearing this podcast who are like, Home Alone is a classic. I loved Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. And still did. Yep, the Wet Bandits.
0: (laughs) Okay, eating cookies or baking cookies? Eating, not even
1: a question. (laughs) But
0: I tell you what, would you? Okay, I don't want you to like, you don't have to spill family secrets here, Mm -hmm. but you make uh a version of the pretzel ring cookies I,
1: I do that is my Christmas cookie.
0: Better than anybody else.
1: <laughs> Would you care to share? I, I I could share the secret recipe please do oh, So yeah. uh, I, I believe right. some people call them reindeer noses yeah. um, and, and there's variations on it but my variation is that the pretzel is a ring pretzel, not just a regular loopy pretzel um, so you start with the ring pretzel you put a rollo on top of it and not just a hershey kiss because the Rolo has the caramel inside and then you put that in the oven for a little while and get it a little bit soft and then when you take it out you put a peanut butter m M&M m into the Rolo, not just a plain M&M. ah, there's so you the get secret. you get the salty from the pretzel you get the chocolate you get caramel you get peanut butter you have everything a person could need all in one cookie right there if you want to call it a cookie Jay, this is a man with a science
0: degree. (laughs) And he did not disappoint. This is a reliable answer. Yes. Okay. um, Let's see here. Let's do giving presents or receiving presents. (laughs) Receiving (laughs) presents. There we go. That's not the politically correct (laughs) term,
1: but Uh, uh, man. (laughs) Hands down. <laughs> he didn't even skip a <laughs> beat.
2: Um,
0: let's see. Um, turkey or ham? Ham. Ham? For I'm Christmas? a ham guy.
1: Yeah. I, I do turkey at Thanksgiving. I, I am definitely a bigger fan of ham. A well, bigger go. fan of ham? Yeah. Yep. No,
0: to, to be fair, um, I had some help writing these questions. I didn't know that people ate turkey for Christmas,
2: but that's a thing. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, you know, actually, for us, we we just get tired of turkey in a sense. Like, right. okay, some people in my household, Thanksgiving is the holiday, Sure. you know. And then uh, Christmas is different. Yes. And so for us, what we've done is we've done, like, everything from a six-foot burrito mm-hmm. to, um, to, like, Italian Christmas, all sorts of crazy stuff. We did a giant uh, – we did a giant – Fish one year for for Christmas. I don't know. I think Christmas is a great time to be creative, but but ham is more like an Easter thing for me. So you're going ham on uh, ham on uh, on Christmas. There's never a bad time for ham. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what do you eat in your house for Christmas Eve? Um, I'm working on Christmas Eve. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> we don't, we don't have a big dinner on Christmas Eve. Like by the time I get home, I'm not cooking, and so. I, and I, usually, I feel and like this is gonna sound like one of my one of my bits, right? But I usually have a sandwich <laughs> <on Christmas laughs> take a nap. And nap. And yeah. take a nap. Uh, I have a sandwich and yeah. I take a nap. Sure. And then I cook. We cook. On, I cook on Christmas
1: Day. See, I, I feel like I'm more willing to put in some work and effort on Thanksgiving for a bigger meal. Christmas time is about relaxing, and so whatever it takes to make it easy, I'm okay with that.
2: Nick, I I know that you're you're gonna you're talking about frying your turkey maybe smoking but frying a turkey for Thanksgiving yep. what are you looking at for Christmas well yeah
0: so yeah we should we should note that we're recording this the week of Thanksgiving um, to be coming out soon for Christmas well <laughs> so when I was a kid the the dish that I looked forward to the most and um y'all are gonna think that I'm joking about this really Uh-oh. not here we go. Oh, but Lord, it is. the men in my family would eat lutefisk <gasps> for Christmas Eve. And the <laughs> same great grandpa who I gave the furniture from. See, coming around yep, full yeah, circle yeah, yeah. Grandpa Arlo would bake that lutefisk on Christmas Eve. And uh, oh, yeah, I would eat multiple portions of lutefisk. Is that what we're having in our house this year? Um Probably not.
2: Probably not. Uh,
0: but maybe just for me.
2: Maybe just for you? Just make, a like a little. little, little, little yeah. It's kind of like a side dish. Yeah. You know, a
0: yeah. Ludafisk. Um, I will say, you know what? will be at my table at Christmas because it's at my table for every holiday. And I'm going to test Jared here a little bit. Now, one of the things that I appreciate most about Jared is that he's from North Dakota, as am I. Oh, yes. And I will always claim it. Those are my people. We are like. I am not from North Dakota, to be clear. (laughs) We are like the Marines, the few, the proud. The North North Dakotans. Dakotans. Um, But we eat cookie salad Mm. at every holiday. Did you have cookie salad in your house? Absolutely. Very good. Yep. Did your mom make it with pineapple? No. It should not have pineapple. This is why I read. Jared. <laughs>
1: no pineapple.
2: Um, we could do a whole
0: podcast yes. just on cookie salad. The, you know, the other bit might, is that... We some, might
2: have to because I've never had cookie salad. Uh, the, Matter of fact, you're saying cookie salad. I don't
1: even know what you're saying. Yeah. So, so the cookies are typically shortbread cookies. Fudge stripe cookies. Fudge stripe cookies. Fudge stripe cookies. Yeah. However, my mom often would put up bits of Snickers in it. Oh. Which is a different oh. salad, oh, I, oh, oh, but it's good. Yes, over. it is good. It is mm. very
0: good. Yep. So, in my house, it was, boy, this is really turning into <laughs> like table talk. <laughs> our, our food, our food yeah. podcast. Yeah, this <laughs> is over Who knew? Uh, so, it is fudge type cookies, okay. mandarin oranges, banana slices mixed into Cool Whip, buttermilk, and vanilla pudding powder that all up and you're all good to go.
2: Okay. So And it's not a dessert.
1: No, okay, no, it's a salad. Wait, 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 it's I, salad. It's cookie salad. Um, this I'm, is your salad I'm portion s- of the meal.
2: I am yeah. still trying to notice, how on earth does <laughs> yeah. it get called a salad? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because we're from North Dakota. That's I realize,
2: <laughs> I realize that I'm not from North Dakota. You know <laughs> like Jersey, New York is, yeah. you know, is where I hail mm-hmm. from,
1: but yeah. I've Joanna got very confused when we went to a family get-together of mine, and she suggested bringing a salad to somebody else, and they brought potato salad.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Because she okay. was thinking, like, something with lettuce. No, potato salad is your salad. Okay, well, potato salad, so, I get that I, one. Egg yeah, salad, cu- potato, yeah.
0: yeah, those all work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am curious to know, listeners, if you... See, so before I worked at Word of Life, um, I worked here in the area, and we had a staff potluck, Christmas potluck. And I brought cookie salad and handed it over to the organizer of the potluck and then she put it on the dessert table, oh, which no, was a no. signal to me that, that cookie salad is not really a Southern Minnesota thing. Sure. But listeners, if you are a cookie salad eater, um, would you please email us at nick at word of life, and dot com, and please, and we'll share our cookie salad with you. We can eat it in solidarity. <laughs> uh, all right, Jared, we got one more for you. Go. Go. Um, let's do let's do, oh man I have,
1: I have so many good ones but um peppermint or chocolate chocolate yeah peppermint is okay if there's chocolate with it but peppermint <laughs> by itself is toothpaste so that's that's my <laughs> so i don't you know i don't do candy canes yeah. um but i can do like mint chocolate ice cream there you go yeah. perfect
2: Perfect. I will admit that one of my favorite things to do won't work this year probably but uh is to put a a large bowl of candy canes on my table in my office and then mix in red hot candy canes <laughs> into <laughs> into the into the thing so that way like when kids come in and i love kids coming into my office when kids come in and there's you know they're stealing a candy cane or they're asking nicely parents they're always asking nicely (laughs) may i please have a candy cane and and i always say yes but they don't know and so sometimes you never can tell what their expression is going to be like they get outside they rip the wrapper off they stick it in their mouth and it takes a little bit and then all of a sudden they're like that's hot
0: it's the simple sounds in life. It's yes. a simple choice <laughs> yeah, in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very good. Well, lesson learned, uh, Pastor today, We'll pray for you. Um, <laughs> and Jared, thank you for coming on the Word of Life podcast. You're welcome. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, to you and yours, we say Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. And to you and yours as well.
0: Very good. Uh, listeners, thanks for joining us again, and we will catch you next time.